Hey everyone, we are Six Driven. Welcome back to our podcast, where we ask the age-old question, anything going on tonight? I'm Adam, and tonight I'm joined by some of my friends. We've got Jose, Orlando, and Kevin. Welcome back, guys. Glad to have you guys back on. What's up? Yo. How's it going? Good, good. So I know we had a little bit of a hiatus from our last episode, but as is usually the case, life gets in the way for a few of us. So uh, we just took a quick pause, but we're now back with your regularly scheduled programming. Uh, so before we get started tonight, be sure to find us at Six Driven. Uh, give us a follow. Let us know what you think of the show. It really uh, is cool to see what you guys are listening to and responding to. So just let us know. And uh, before we get started, do us a favor, if you could take a quick second and just find us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to us, uh, and just give us a five star rating uh, and drop your thoughts if there's anything for uh, for a review. It'll help us out as we continue to grow the show and figure out what's working. So in tonight's episode, we've got a couple of topics. Uh, we're going to discuss a few things, but there is a little bit of an elephant in the room. Uh, Jose, your new car. We'll get into that. Uh, then we have the new Type R uh, Civic. So we have the MSRP. We have a little some comparisons and tests against other vehicles in the space. Uh, we've got the Huracan Sterato, uh, and I think this might be a trend that's coming up for a couple of high-end automakers. Uh, we've got Audi with some updated logos for their cars. And then we did attend the Miami Auto Show. So just wanted to see if auto shows are dead, because I think they might be. So without further ado, Jose, what'd you do? Uh, I did a Mustang. Elaborate. <laughs> like, <laughs> I sent a little too hard, but <laughs> into a sidewalk. So, uh, yeah. So I think in one of our last episodes, maybe one or two episodes ago, we were all excited. Jose got uh -huh. a new Supra. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> and, uh, oh my God, the car still had paper plates and he crashed it. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> the man, play, but yeah. <laughs> the man, uh, the man proceeded to enjoy the uh, rear wheel drive nature of the car a little too much. In the and, rain. Uh, he, uh, he, he may or may not have bend it into, uh, into a curb at speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah it was so what's the story? What's the latest? Uh, Sent it a little too hard into a curb. Um, nobody got hurt. No, not, not even the airbags deployed. No other cars. Um, still proceeded to go to the concert I was heading towards when that happened. And uh, then sent the car to the shop. And it's been there for like three, four weeks now. It's been there no for way a long it's time. it's been that long. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's been that long since that? Yeah. Holy shit, dude. I didn't realize. Full eyes, like actually. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's like the main thing holding it up at this point? Uh, well, insurances apparently right now are all a pain to work with, and I have progressive, and supposedly progressive is the best to work with, and uh, they've been a pain, <laughs> like a severe pain. Um, the guy went, I obviously damaged the driver's side, like all more. Pretty much the, the entire driver's side. Yeah, suspension components, like everything. Control arms broken, bent, everything, right? Wheels destroyed, everything. Um, even cracked the rear cross member, like severe, like yikes. Broke a lot of stuff. Probably from the wheel speed, though. And um the guy, like, just random stuff. He didn't put in, he didn't approve of reunity, like he didn't put um hub carriers nor um bearings at all. He didn't put two rear control arms that were clearly bent. Um, what I was saying they put, he, yeah, just like random stuff like it's that's clearly damaged from an impact that harsh, like, and he didn't put it, and 
he spent like two weeks without coming until like yesterday. And then yesterday he came and he approved. So our- wait, so are they back to doing like in-person, um, like mm-hmm. the adjusters come out and look at it in person now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because I remember during like COVID, everything was just done with photos. So almost everything got approved because they would just send a photo and say, yeah, go ahead and do it. No, no, yeah, I just was coming in person. And then the guy like, so we had to do a supplement for the bearings and like just the the hubs and everything, like stuff that we knew was broken from day one that he just didn't put in the Reno estimate. And then like shocks were clearly bent. Like there was a shock with it, like whole like carved out of it pretty much <laughs> like, <Diana> strut part two <laughs> like, like, and he just didn't put it so that that sucked and then t- today i was there because my other car broke the ac and i was still filling up ac long story <laughs> on that one but i'm there good thing he you bought another up. car huh <laughs> he shows up and he's like oh you guys asked for another supplement and we're like huh and he, i'm like no and he's like oh i don't know he goes into the office he's like oh i forgot to put the toll bill in it and i'm like Okay, so he wrote another su- a third supplement just for Tobil. No. Yeah, these insurance companies, man. I, I remember when uh, when I got into my fender bender on the way back from Helen, um, they insisted on refurbishing my wheel that had oh, clearly yeah, they, been like smacked they, into. They're, they're paying for refurbished wheels on the super. We called the company, even though I'm not going to get the wheels, uh-huh. to see if they have any stock. And they say, thankfully, no. And that gave us an excuse to get no wheels. Right. No, no, but, but, it, the wheels first. but in my case, they didn't want to replace the wheel with a refurbished wheel. They wanted to refurbish my exact wheel that yeah. was damaged. And yeah. if you know anything about the Pretorias on my car, they have a blue tinted clear coat from the factory that is literally impossible to match unless yeah. you live inside the Volkswagen factory. So I told them this many times and they're like, well, we have to do it this way first. And then if you're still not satisfied, we can escalate it and this and that. And I told them, I'm like, I'm telling you now ahead of time, I'm not going to be happy. So let's cut out that step of the process and just give me the new wheel. And they wouldn't. So of course they repaired it. It looks like shit. Then I had to go through and do an additional claim. It was a whole thing. Ultimately, they cut me a check for $650. Uh, and then I found a wheel on one of the forums for like 350 So profit. But yeah, um, yeah man, these, these, these insurance companies are just like, they're the worst. They're no, always and, the worst. And, and I think right now they have an issue of, of personnel because of the hurricane. So a lot of the True. adjusters... We're not oh, in the, the zone. That, that was another thing. The adjuster came during those two weeks. He didn't show up to the supplement on my car. Like three times to the same shop to look at other cars and then look at mine. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just going places and like and then looking for cars. And, and then he's, dude, he's literally a fucking AI. He's just like going down the list in order of like dude. what he got. Well, you say that as a joke, but that's probably exactly, no, no, that's exactly what's so happening. I, I called him out. I was like, dude, you're here. My car is right there. It's next to the Urus you're looking at. Like, hello, please. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you're not on the schedule until next week. Mm-hmm. So, is And there... I'm like, just knock it out of your schedule and then you could do another car next week. Right. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> is there, is there like an... Right- is there an ETA of when it'll be done? So, everything suspension's approved. Okay. Right. So that's rolling. We're just waiting on, uh, like a two the control arms, but even the cross members in. So that's all done. That's the that that's the chunk of the work that has to be done because even though there was a lot, not a lot of body damage, but just a substantial body damage, it's not as much as suspension. So, um, suspension is mostly done. The only thing is. 
we're pretty sure there's going to have to be a supplement for the bodywork. Uh-huh. And the alignment, because he put like he's paying like the shop like $40 for alignment and the shop charge is like $190. Are there any sensors or anything when you do the alignment? Yes. But he's paying for yeah, two-wheel alignment. And the shop is like, we don't do two-wheel, it has to be a four-wheel. Who does two-wheel <laughs> alignments? Uh, yeah. <laughs> On a super. Never even heard of them. <laughs> Beyond. Like, I guess I'm too young. I don't know. Is that like an old and head And then thing? he's also paying them like 10 bucks to mount the wheels or something like that. Jeez. That's, <laughs> so, yeah, that's <laughs> so, nice, dude. And the crazy part, think about it this way, too. You have good insurance. Uh-huh. Like, this is a good insurance company. We're, ta- we're not, yeah. <laughs> like, we're not talking about, like, Ocean Way Harbor. more coverage than the super requires from the um, financing on it and right. i'm having this nightmare yeah but we're not talking about like ocean harbor right like uh, the people who who hit they, my car and like they still owe me 400 bucks like we're not talking about a fly-by-night insurance company <laughs> oh by the way my cousin got hit by someone insured by them so good luck that's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that's luck. what i told him honestly no. like don't don't Dude, even it's bother. probably a money laundering front his like, it may as well business. his cut his cousin on his mom's side is a lawyer so they're just gonna send a letter yeah um yeah dude these insurance companies especially that one just don't even bother just don't waste uh, your time so yeah the super may someday hopefully should have gotten wise fab dude oh (laughs) you would have just crab walked instead of slipping into the curb oh and something (laughs) something that the shop didn't realize apparently the soy bar in the rear might be bent damn so you have banana strut and banana soy bar Dude, I have he two just bananas. has a banana so, car, dude. Like, so, <laughs> His car just droops sideways. <laughs> if the sway bar in the rear is bent, that's another supplement, and we have to drop the subframe to change the sway His bar. His car is going to drive oh, like again? those trucks with like yes. bad alignments. <laughs> so, so like basically, at, at this point, I think we'll just make this a, uh, a, a, a topic that we touch on every podcast. You just give us an update. And then maybe by like... I'll put it to you this way. (laughs) In the next podcast, even if we take another hiatus, we'll be talking about this. No doubt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. With with that in mind then, uh, everybody, tune in next time to find out. There's your teaser for the next one. Yeah. Because, yeah. That's not fun. Look, I guess in the grand scheme of things, at least nobody got hurt. It's just a car. It's just Uh, a car. I I would say you learned your lesson, but I don't think you did. He's going to send it the first (laughs) time. The area where that shop is, bro, he's just going to drift it immediately. Also, going to be like, can I make it this time? Also, uh, boys and girls, check your tires. Because uh, if you didn't crash, I think you would have had a blowout like within a day or two. So maybe the crash was preferable to the blowout. No, like a week, I think. A week, okay. Oh, yeah, that's a, such a big That's difference. like two slight, days of your driving, though. course showing. Not, not complete. I've driven uh, a complete for like a month. It's not bad. That, that's not okay. Listen, we will drive car things, okay? <laughs> AMGs, mm, that was how yes, AMGs but no. <laughs> So All right. Not that well, bad. like I said, tune in next time. Hopefully you get your car back because I know you miss it. And mm-hmm. uh, good luck and Godspeed with your insurance. Let's hope it goes well. <laughs> Do you have an AC now? Oh yeah, Mercedes AC is fixed. Thank God. Okay, nice. I love that car. Please don't mess up that car. That's that car is honestly great. <laughs> yeah, it's literally no, the cop out for the, the entire group. That car has literally bailed every single Dude, one if of you, us out. Hold on, if you sell it, I'll buy it as a daily. <laughs> Not before me. Dude, you have an R three on the way, dude. Somebody offered me twelve k today for that car. Damn. Well. <laughs> All right, yeah. never mind, dude. Take that twelve. <laughs>
I'll take it that for Nike, three, dude. That Nike money isn't that good. These <laughs> facts, bro. I still need room for a fucking project car. I don't know. Honestly, that. I considered it for all like 10 minutes, but I quickly run some numbers on like comparable new cars and um, not worth it. Well, not at all. Even uh, point that, all. like the 12K down, not worth it. No, not at all. So, yeah, all right. Well, with that in mind, uh, like I said, hopefully you get your car back soon. We're looking forward to getting it back. Um, so, new Type R. Uh, admittedly, I haven't been paying as close attention, but I know, Kevin, you sent, uh, I think, one of the reviews today that that they dropped the embargo. So, yeah. MSRP 43990 that's pretty steep. It's insane. Um, but it's oh, around the price. 40. But it's, but it's, I mean, it's price creep. Um, that said, it it's is. It's a big is, price creep. The last one was 37. Right. What? Yeah. Yeah. Five over 40. Well, the I mean, are 40. 38 something. This new one's going to be 50 minimum. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like and then obviously dealers. markups and tax tag title out the door, all that. You're going to be well north of 60K for these things. Yeah, it's going to be super money for a Honestly, Honda. it's too expensive for a Formula Dark Car. Yeah. I agree. Which begs the, begs the question then. So so kind of in that class and that around that same price, we have the Type R. We have the Golf R, which we've talked about multiple times, and then we have the GR Corolla, which I think we've also touched on a couple of times. But of those three, two of them are all-wheel drive. They're going to perform better. They have more, quote-unquote, party tricks, right, with drift mode and all that sort of stuff. Um, I just don't see the Type R being as a, as compelling. I'll put I mean, you it's going to have its following. It's going to sell out. like Base? And it's going to hold its value, so... Face GR over Type R. Yeah. Um, for I mean, for driving, yes. I will say this though, and you guys tell me what, how you guys feel. But on styling alone, forget performance. On styling alone, I like the Type R the best. I yeah, agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, really good looking. I agree. Looking, I agree. Yeah. That's I agree. it's amazing. It's Dude, it's on two sixty fives squared. Listen, Damn. I agree on styling, but. It's Four-wheel drive. I'd rather have a four-wheel drive car. Interior is sick on the Civic. I like the seats. Mm-hmm. I think the seats overall, the Civic Type R has a uh, has a many pluses that other cars don't have. So I mean, it's better if they're not going to put a drivetrain in it. What? Like it doesn't. He's have saying if it's drive. not all-wheel drive, yeah, it like better, be better like compromise no, 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 yeah. somehow. Yeah, like. But but that car. I mean, it's to be the it's the punching about its drive. weight sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah, but okay, it's it's well, an overachiever. Let, let me tell you this way: a front-wheel drive car, even with two sixty-fives, will probably not hook off the line. It will be well, great on track, on a road course, on a on a on a on a real track. But they driving it around town, especially in Miami. Like, so speaking of that, in the video a, they. Obviously, they drag raced the FK8 and the FL5, so the new one and the old one. Um, and the new one won from a dig, but it's slower everywhere else. So they got more traction and more weight. So, yeah, because the tires, I think, are wider. It's on 19s now. Yeah. So there's more meat. So, and it's on PS4S now stock. Um, but slower, like, significantly or, like, fractions? Uh, I think, like, a tenth or something like that. Like, it's not a huge amount, like, around the... Of the track that they were racing on. But, but honestly, I'd rather just have a four-wheel drive car if I'm going to be just driving on the street. You'd rather have front-wheel drive or four-wheel drive? Four-wheel drive, four-wheel drive. Oh, okay. 
If, yeah, I mean, it's, like, it's more If I lived usable. in the Nürburgring, Type R, even with only being front wheel drive, that car would probably drive better than the, the other two. Well, yeah, but, and it's it's going to be, it's probably going to have a more lively rear end, right? Because there's yeah. nothing, you know, weighing it down I, and that I sort get, of thing. I get it on the Nürburgring. I don't live there. I live in Miami. Give me a four-wheel drive car. Yeah, I mean, there's something something to be said about all-wheel drive for right. a daily. Yeah, you're right. Thanks. But that's Orlando, a, that's, how many that, times do you float your car off the line? Every single time. <laughs> every but single how, light. How many times does it not hook? It, never. <laughs> it, it hooks every single time. Exactly. Okay. How many times did I float my RS3 off the line? How many times did it not hook? Very few. Like, Why is nobody asking me that question? Because you're a front of car. <laughs> you're like the hook on the like third, third. And I also don't I don't have a, a good diff either. So yeah, I'm just I'm having a sad oh, wait. time all around. I lied. The new one is faster. <laughs> I just double checked. Okay. Um, it's what the actually hell, it's two hundred slower than an M2 comp. Damn. Around oh, their track. Well, you, like uh, the new uh, the new type R. Around oh, the throttle metric, house track. Like Sixty to one thirty or no, this is a lap time. Oh yeah, because of the what way. track? Uh, it's the throttle house track. But on the oh, drag okay. race, the new one is slower, like by a pretty significant margin. It's like a car. Did they do something with like the gearing or the or where the where the torque the, comes in or something? I think the, I think the new car has shorter gears, which is weird. So it had, like, you would to think shift it pulls more. Uh huh. Okay, but I mean, I mean, it's right. one test also. Right. One, yeah, I, like you have to just. I don't know. Also, I mean, it could it's even case be by down case, to. I feel like it could it could be down to like something as simple as tire pressure or temperature or you know, who knows. Um, Listen, I I'm still in the camp. GR Corolla, get the base car. That's probably a six thousand dollar difference, five thousand dollar difference in price. I mean, well, if we're talking MSRP, base one starts at thirty five. So yeah, yeah, okay. Grab that difference in Eight price. Grand. Put in mods in the GR Corolla. Thank me later. Literally on I, a car like that, I would only do like coilovers. Yeah, coilovers, wheel suspension, pads maybe, an exhaust, intake, and a flash. That's it. I, I still have a feeling we're going to see those engines popping. There's a guy in Dubai with, with one with a Jaris with 550 wheel horsepower. Well, yeah, but I'm just going on based on... Crank. But look at look at the one that they had at the Nurburgring for Apex. They blew the engine like three times. Yeah, because they were tracking the car. That's also a Nurburgring car. Yeah, like a nine, like red line. Well, let's be clear. Line. Let's be clear. The the kids who are going to be buying that car here, they're going to be driving it like they're on the Nurburgring and worse. <laughs> Namely, like, Jose. Being on a track, like even with me driving, being on a track is way harsh. It's a constant stress. Yeah, like yeah. it's constant yeah. stress. You're not. The yeah, car in a, constant stress a pull from a stoplight is so much less than, yeah. like, <laughs> being now, constantly in third and fourth gear. Like, I, like, I will say this. <laughs> I will see this. So, so in comparison to those other cars, so so Type R versus Golf R and GR Corolla, I do think from just a character perspective, the Civic has the most character. Like, it has a unique recipe, and I think it's still true to the the original CTR. Well, yeah. Fair point. The only thing it's, it's missing, obviously, it's it's not it's NA anymore, but no car is. So I also don't think the CTR Reno was as expensive to its competitors as this one is. Well, I don't even know if you can really compare it. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, Civic Type R, 
Um, when it's did they start getting delivered, or or are they already? They, they're delivered? being delivered. They're ready. Yeah, they're pretty, yeah, they've like, been delivered right now. Like pretty so, recently, though. Okay, that's what I figured because I like, haven't obviously this week. seen any. But okay, I'll be curious there, to see them in person because I, I really do like how it looks. There was one Aventura Honda. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Apparently, With a markup, I, I assume. Apparently, there's uh, 30 units uh, already sold in Puerto Rico, and and I know for a fact they got a lot of them for some reason. Before you know, United States, I guess it's so. a port and a shipping thing. Maybe Puerto Rico got thirty units at once for the rest of the year or something. Uh, hmm. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What's what's the price on it in Puerto Rico? Sixty-eight. Jeez. You have to be rich to have that. <laughs> but keep in mind, GTI is like fifty. So right. I know. Well, but still, it's it's funny. So I've been going it's damn near on fifty the, here, dude. Yeah, I've been going on the Audi USA website where you can go to the shop and then browse inventory for all of the country. So to find RS3s, you have to choose A3 and then choose the uh, the price slider. So you have to slide it from like $60,000 upwards. So I'm scrolling through, scrolling through, and then I start seeing S3s listed at like $74,000. And I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck kind of S3 is this? And then I see that it's at Audi San Juan. <laughs> Correct. Mm-hmm. And then I keep scrolling, and then I see the RS3s that are there, and it's just like it knocks you off it's your like chair. It's like $83,000. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, mine would be like 100 honestly. It's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's, it's north of 90. It's insane. I, I saw the, the previous generation being sold at that. So It's oh, nutty. And, and the Golf R, the used Golf R, Mark 7, and I mean Mark 8, it was listed at 72. It was sold. So <laughs> It's nutty. I, I mean, it, let, let's put it this way. They knocked off maybe 10 grand, which I doubt. That's still a 60-something thousand dollar Golf R. So, whatever. Wild. Mm-hmm. But yeah, now that they're getting delivered, I'll be curious to see one. Um, obviously, I don't think we'll have the chance to drive one anytime soon, but I would welcome that opportunity uh, too, just because I, when I like how a car looks, I'm always curious how it's going to drive. So, and I'm sure it'll be good just based on what everyone's been saying. So stay tuned on that one for sure. Um, now Jose, for an you actually added, exciting car. Yeah, Jose, you, you, uh, you added this one. I've only seen the pictures. I really don't know too much about it. The Huracan. There's not much more than the pictures. Of Storato, yeah. So essentially it's a lifted Dakar rally style Huracan. Um, and also a warranty. We should we should definitely mention that there's the 911 uh, Dakar that's been tested, being yeah, spotted like, testing it, it around. Seems like oh yeah, that's is... been around for a little bit. Yeah, so it seems like this is going to be kind of the new trend when it comes to like high-end performance stuff. Um, personally, this is my hot take on it. Uh, as cool as it is, I really don't think, I don't know who they're for. It's going to land in Manny Koshman's garage and it's well, just going to sit next to a brown Bugatti, bro. That, like, that's my whole thing. So like going back to the, the 911 Dakar or the 959 rally car, right? <laughs> Those were homologation specials that actually ended up racing. So they had some heritage to them. These, I don't think they're going to be doing rally, like series rally with these well, cars. I hope you're wrong. So who are these I for? To see, I would love to see that. Um, but seriously being probably not. Um, I just, I think it's this like is just, I, I, yeah, I think it, that's what it like, is. I think this is following the logic of Broncos and like. It's like, the new flex car. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. the new flex. That's all it is. Now, I, to now, that point though, like if, if they turned it into a new rally series and then you had the Huracan, you had the 911, you had, you know, whoever was going to re-enter. 
I think that'd be pretty cool. And then it would have like a link and it would have a purpose. But to we me, also, though, it's just kind of pointless. We're also seeing a res resurgence on like all 911 builds in like rally style. Singer their rally car. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the other one that was just in Shmi's view that's been on the 992. That car. Oh, are you talking about the one that's like a one-off Gimbala or whatever? Yeah, that car. Yeah. I mean, it's not a one-off. Like they're apparently they're willing to build more. People are willing to buy more. Oh, I see. Um, so it seems like there is a pattern developing around off-rolling sports car supercars. So I, I just want honestly, I just want to drive one. I really, really, really hope we have a client who gets one, and that I can just you know take it up and this down man. the street. <laughs> Because I really want to drive one. Well, Curves hey, probably you, won't affect that one, dude. I was just going to say, if you hit the curb in that one, you might just roll over the curb. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, cool. man. I, I had to. I had to. Too easy. <laughs> so, Hurricane Storato. I'm going to keep an eye on it. But again, my hot take. And if Porsche for? comes what up for? with one, I'm sure it'll be a thousand times better. And I want to drive that one instead. Well, I mean, they've seen we've seen the test mule. Um, mm -hmm. There's been a, a bunch of spy shots and everything. Um, I don't know if it'll I, be based on a turbo or Carrera S or whatever. But I just love on the a turbo would be it. terrifying. Yeah, it turbo. would be on a turbo <laughs> be like horrendous. It will also be sick. So somebody um, will do it. I, I just honestly, I just want to drive one. I just want to see what it's about. It seems like a, such a cool idea. But I think this is going to be the start of that trend. I think we're going to start seeing that from yeah. other manufacturers pretty soon. I think there's Lamborghini throwing out like, hey, we have a crazy idea. Let's see if it works. And if it works, it probably will. Well, stick. also from, from their perspective, too, because they don't have that many platforms or that many cars, right? Yeah. So they're so, just they're just doing everything that they can with their existing platforms yeah. and just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. So Hence it's the various Aventadors. Yeah, it's yeah like exactly. 14 different fucking so, hypercars in a way, and it's just it's, an Aventador. <laughs> In a way, it's kind of the, the most Lamborghini thing that they could do. So Yes. Like, this is completely <laughs> on brand, and I love it. So All right. Actually, I think I know someone who's getting one. So I'll try it. The wheels are turning already. Yeah. It just hit me in my brain. <laughs> uh, so real quick, um, I actually well, saw it in the, on, on, on my feed. This is a topic for you. I want to hear your take because you're into Yeah. Like, so, so I was just scrolling through my feed this morning, and I actually saw it come up. So Audi... Uh, has kind of redesigned their logo, but I don't think it's going to be for their main brand or for the website. I think it's only for the badges on their cars. Yes. Um, so it's now kind of this flat, uh, the rings haven't changed. It's just flat now. And it's got a black background and a either a white ring inset into the black or for the black optics package, it's a dark gray, super dark gray inset Ooh. into the black. I didn't so, know that. So cool. could, could this be the start of black optics not being terrible? Maybe. Yeah, I think, honestly, I was thinking for two reasons. Because in one of the pictures I saw, the rings are, like, completely, like, blacked out, like, like blocked off, Wait, like, the, the new there, there's, logo. There's two versions. So, the first version, the one that you're talking about, is completely, like, a solid... Yeah, um, like a solid piece. Right, and the reason, the reason why they're doing that is just like other manufacturers. They're putting sensors behind it now, which, right? Which, great so, idea, because the R6 was, like... Like shit, right? With the, and the I, sensors I, on the side. So I much prefer hiding applaud. the sensors behind that. I, yeah. I, I much prefer that because otherwise you have those sensors and things mm -hmm. buried in the grill in weird spots and just looks strange. Yes. So I get that. But if you look at the rear emblem where they don't need the sensors, then they're open it's rings. Just, yeah, they're open. But it's rings. still like a like a flat design, and it's like the white or the dark gray inset into the black, but still smooth over top. I'm 
100% okay with it. I so, I kind of I dig it. Yeah. How are they doing the rear? So if, if you look it up, you can Google it real quick. But um, the rear, it, it's like, it's still got the ring it, like it's shapes. It's normal, not solid all the way through. It's the shape of a ring. It's just a black ring with a white line. Right. So instead yeah. of the rings being like three-dimensional, it's more of like a two-dimensional. Yeah. It's hard to describe. It's still three-dimensional without it being, yeah. quote-unquote, three-dimensional. Yeah. And then the, the black optics is just gray instead of the white. Right. It's not yeah. black. It's super dark gray. And the designer made a point to, to, to say that in but, one of the interviews. I, I, I much prefer that to the current Black Optics Plus, Correct. which is just black rings and you don't see them. Right. And I would argue that this dark gray, even when it's in the black grill, at mm -hmm. least you'll have some visual separation. Yeah, you'll it'll, have be, a... it'll be stealthy, but it'll still oh, be I see the rear. a visual okay. look, you know? Yeah. So I, for one, I'm all for it because I think the Black Optics trend is completely played out and just hideous and it needs to die. So if this is the beginning of the end for that, I'm a happy guy. I'm cool with it. Let's. I want to see it implemented on the car, Ray, so I can. I yeah. Can well, they they first unveiled it on the Q8 e-tron, which is they they renamed and kind of updated the e-tron SUV into existing e-tron exactly. Yeah. So that's the first application of it, and also the light bar in the grill on that is insanely well done. Um, it's like this cascading, like hidden. It, it's great. It's got depth to it instead of it just being a random light bar. Very very. Ooh, I well see done. it. It's it's yeah. It's like mood lighting. <laughs> it's it's really really well done. Um, oh, that's so, sick! Yeah, so that's the first implementation. That will play logo even better with the I've seen. Yeah, so okay. I don't think we're going to see it applied to this generation of RS3 until if there's a facelift, maybe facelift, when there's a yes. facelift. Yeah, but um, I think the car that hopefully I'm waiting to get will uh, will have the existing Audi rings, which I'm also cool with because they yeah. have some history to them too. Um, so yeah, I just thought that was an interesting point I mean, to, to mention. <coughs> some people we'll are upset about it. Maybe we'll see them on twenty four RS threes. If, but like the the version of the goes on the trunk on the front too. Maybe, maybe yeah. I'll be curious to see how they do it and and just if so, you could retrofit that to your car. You're saying OEM plus guy. Well, I don't know if the dimensions have changed or not because I well, heard yeah. I heard that they made the rings larger in this new version. So I don't know if that's the well, case. Well, they probably had to make them larger so the the line inside looks right. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know exactly how the, the execution is going to work across all the products, but I heard that they did make them larger, which continues the trend of every automaker making their logo larger. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, speaking from an advertising slash branding uh, background, I am all for it. I think it's a modern take on it, and it, it kind of pushes the brand forward, still is recognizable, but it's cleaner, and it kind of gets rid of that monotonous black optics trend that I think was always a misstep. So I'll be curious to see it on some cars. Yep. So with that in mind, um, this is going back a couple weeks here. So Orlando, uh, you and I, we stopped off at the Miami Auto Show. When I went to. Oh, yeah. Here? You you went a couple days after us, I think, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. So needless to say, um, that show continues to dwindle and get smaller and smaller I, and smaller. Well, you guys but, didn't go last year, right? I can't recall, honestly. Okay, okay, it was better than last year, but but it was terrible. Because you went and you said that it was a waste of money, so we didn't go. I think <laughs> it, that's right. It, it, it was pretty. It was really, really, really bad last year. Yeah, I mean, it was it was extremely bad last year. 
there were there were a couple of things, but man, it was just like a fraction of what it used to be. I remember I used to go every year and religiously with I would go with my literally like my dad and I would look forward to it every single year. We'd go, we'd make an entire day out of it. We would spend hours because that place was packed from end to end. That convention center was packed, and um, yeah, it was just super tiny. A lot of the manufacturers weren't even there. Uh, the only German automaker that was there was Volkswagen, and they had like four cars on display. Um, the Infinity Luminosity on the display. Yeah, like Infinity wasn't even there as a manufacturer. They just had one of the local like Coral Gables Infinity show up, <laughs> and it was a bunch of their used Dude. cars on display, including an R8. They had an R8 on display at the Infinity display. Like, <laughs> it was insane. It was so bad. Also, keep in mind just some insider information. So dealerships do get uh, reimbursed by the manufacturer for certain events like that. So it's almost a 100% certainty that Infinity of Coral Gables got some funds from Infinity Corporate to attend that show. If Infinity finds out that they were ha- that they had non-brand cars on their booth like display, they're not going to get reimbursed. So that was a pretty stupid move on their part, but probably nobody will see. Because... Infinity has money to reimburse them with. Well, you're also assuming that Infinity even has like employees who are going to care to yeah. <laughs> attend and see what's going on. <laughs> what if they actually have to document what they did? Oh, they do. Yeah. Believe me, they do. Because I have to do this for my clients all the time. Yeah, you grab a you grab the key, and you move the car. Yeah, you just strategically take some photos that don't include the Audi. Yeah, mm. because but, it wasn't in the main section of the display, but it was definitely on the display. Yeah. But but yeah, overall it was just super weak. I mean, there were a couple of highlights. Um, we get we did get to see the GR Corolla uh, on on the display, so that was pretty neat to see it in person. Gorgeous. Toyota was probably was the great. best booth there, and I didn't even. It know. actually yeah, it actually looked pretty good in person. I will say, uh, still not sold on the three exhaust tips, but it is what it is. I don't I don't care. Oh, there was a I Dodge Horn there at the show. Yeah. yeah. Did you not look at it? it? No. Okay, we, first of all, I think we told you to look at it because it was actually like kind of a, mm-hmm. an unexpected surprise. Okay, um, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> so it's actually built by Alpha. It's the Alpha Tonale. Oh, it's SUV. It's like a mini crossover SUV thing. Yeah, yeah. I did see it. But it's all-wheel drive. I think it's dual clutch. I could be wrong. And it's got like 280 horsepower or something like that. Okay. And honestly, it was kind of cool. The interior was nice. It had a decent amount of space. Styling was pretty decent. It's built by Alfa Romeo, so I'm going to start tomorrow. Well, that's a valid point, but it wasn't bad. I kind of liked it. Um, I'll be completely honest because it's been a few weeks. I kind of forget why I liked it, but I know I liked it. So when <laughs> so they hit dealers, so, no, surprising for a Dodge. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, when it, I, th- I think you were more surprised that Dodge had that car more than that the car was. Well, cool. I mean, relative to some of their other products and recent offerings, I thought it was a a pretty unique dude. If they don't make a Hellcat version of the Hornet, I don't care. <laughs> Give me a front wheel drive Hellcat. <laughs> no, it's all wheel drive. Oh, whatever, dude. Uh, honestly, I will take a Hellcat. <laughs> Mini track off. So, anyway, when that car comes out in dealers, just just do yourself a favor. Go check it out. Uh, I mean, the it's new Mustang cool. was there. That's true. It was. Um, explain to me something. Uh, how can a car be both better? And worse than the photos agree. at exactly the same time. Yeah, I 100% agree. <laughs> everything I thought I liked in the pictures looked worse in person. Everything I thought I hated looked better. So, Orlando, you, you were with me. And I remember, like, you and I approached it from the front. And we're like, whoa, this is kind of cool. It looks pretty decent. And then, and the then <laughs> we, like, walked around to the back of it. And we're like, oh, this because is terrible. The, 
Yeah, the, the trunk. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Design element, which I thought it was too big, it turns out it turned out to be massive. Too small. Oh no! No 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 no! It was I, are you even about? bigger in person. So whatever I didn't oh, like about okay. it, it it was worse because it was like a magnified version of what I thought it was. So I thought no. the fenders were more like I don't know defined. But, no, the, the, fe- the fenders were fine, but the, the back just has this, like, like really harsh inward angle, and then mm-hmm. it, like, cuts back out, and it mm-hmm. just, it looks terrible, man. It looks like an old video game graphic that didn't get rendered right, and it's just, like, a hard yeah, cut. It's, it's like the mixing, like, pixels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not not their finest work from the rear. It's like they turned and down the, the resolution in the back. Yeah. And the taillight takes that shape, so it's, like, a four-dimensional... Tell yeah. it or something. I don't know. Not great. No, it wasn't Not great. It's probably something that we, that we will get used to it, but I don't think it's gonna be something that I will ever like at yeah. all. Yeah, it's and it's not any uh it's it's de- definitely not better than the current model. So I don't know what they were trying to do. Well, I, I bet you one thing, it's gonna be one of those cars that you put you part the two by two together, and the previous generation it's gonna look like a dinosaur. That's something that I know is going to happen. And that's not necessarily good for the S550. But regardless, the S550, I think it was a... Overall, it was a better design. I think it's a more timeless design, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just modern enough, but it has some old school touches that hark back to the original. And it it was sexy, too. Well, it's as as opposed to this one, which is just muscular. Mm-hmm. This one just—I don't know—it just looks like a GTA fucking half-rendered, pretty much generic muscle car. So we fifty will always be the gold, <laughs> and we can just move on. Okay, so one thing I do want to mention because this—I still can't stop thinking about it because it's just ridiculous. So, there. Have you guys heard of the the Toyota BZX4, and it's also called the Subaru Solterra? It's another Toyota Subaru like partnership. Name sounds so stupid that I've already forgot. It sounds oh, like Elon's not, child. Yeah. It sounds like a fax machine. It's it's yeah. the worst name ever. BZX4. That's the one they had a recall because the wheels were falling off because they, they didn't torque down the wheels correctly. Nice. Mm-hmm. Bluetooth wheels. Anyway, um, so I sat inside this Subaru Solterra, right? And the first thing I noticed was that the steering wheel was like really small, which is kind of cool. That's a good thing. I like a small steering wheel. So I was like, this is weird. But then I adjusted my seat to get comfortable in like a usual seating position. And then I adjusted the wheel. So I was comfortable like holding the wheel. I look in front of me and I realize I can't see the gauge cluster. The steering wheel completely blocked the gauge cluster. And I was like, wait a second, maybe I adjusted this wrong. So let me try it again. So I'd like tried a different seating position. Same thing. I couldn't see the gauge cluster. So I was like, how the hell did they get this past production like this? So I had my dad sit in it. Same thing. He couldn't see the gauge cluster. Orlando, I think you sat in it. <laughs> Could you see the gauge cluster? I, I actually didn't. I mean, I didn't sit in. You can't see the gauge cluster. No, 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 no. I didn't sit inside of the car. Well, so. you sh- you should have because I couldn't stop laughing for the rest of the day, and mm. I still like it. Makes it it boggles my mind. It's a so really I, ugly gauge cluster. <laughs> so i i did some I did some searching because naturally I'm a curious person. I was like, I have to figure this out. Turns out, they initially designed this car to have a yoke, like the Tesla Plaid. So when you have the yoke, the gauge cluster is not obstructed. But then people started shit-talking the yoke on the plaid. So while the car was like in the very final stages of production, they killed the yoke. And they're like, no, no, people don't like the yoke. Go back to a wheel. 
which is why the wheel had to be small because the way the seating position and all that, if you had a normal size wheel, you wouldn't be able to sit in the seat. <laughs> Whoops. So they put the wheel in there and then nobody bothered to check with the gauge cluster people. And now you can't read the gauge cluster. So it is just a total abortion of a car, in my opinion. <laughs> okay, what they were going to have for a joke is better than to test a joke anyways. I mean, yes. And I think they were also experimenting with um, either steer by wire or like variable ratio. So yeah. you wouldn't have to do hand over hand. So you could literally just do a complete U-turn by keeping two hands where they were on the yoke. So it was supposed to be a smarter implementation. But once people started reacting negatively to the Tesla, they just pulled it and went to a normal wheel and then didn't even bother with the other consequences. I just love that in the press photos with a normal wheel, literally the gauge cluster is blocked. Yeah, it's terrible. Absolutely terrible. If you have a chance to sit in one, just just do it and be prepared to last. Also, they forgot to paint the front fender. Well, yeah, all the plastic cladding and stuff. But yeah, that to me was like the low light in a sense of the show, but it was just so spectacular. I had to mention it. Um, so that begs the question. Do you guys think that auto shows are dead? Because I certainly think they are. Um, they certainly have a place, right, for people who, who may be shopping for cars um, and they want to see everything under one roof and figure out, like, do I want the RAV4 or do I want the CRV? But I think for enthusiasts, I think the the good old days of, of cool car shows and concept car unveilings and all that, I think they're well behind us. Makes me really sad, but they're fucking dead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even like Geneva, which is one of the biggest motor shows, in the, like everything, Frankfurt, dead. All the big motor shows are just I done. I think the only one that's still relatively big is SEMA. Yeah, but SEMA is like a trade show. It's, it's an industry show. show. Though, it's yeah. Not even yeah. Like a... You can't even compare it. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think the the good old days of the the big auto shows are are behind us. Um, it's just, they're terrible, man. Yeah. And the then also on top, terrible. In, in this modern day of, of, you know, streaming press releases and YouTube live streams and all this other stuff, manufacturers are now just doing their own events and their own live streams and their own journalists. And they're know, getting press better days. reactions. Yeah. More connection with the customer. They can yeah. Gauge customer interest but, better. Like. But I, th I think that now it's more evident that people that are just thinking about shopping about on, on a car... They just walk around, sit down, talk to the wife, talk to the husband. It's like, oh, this is something I can see myself in. And then the curiosity of digging into the the brand or, or you know, the fact that they need a new car is partly because of that. Because I saw a lot a lot of that on, on this past show. Like families just talking about the car and like visualizing themselves. So I think the the traditional person that went to auto shows just to understand what the hell is in the road today. I think that part of the show is still being um, uh, How are you still going to understand what, what's on the road today with half of the manufacturers gone? Well, the main, no, no, the, the, no, mainstream, no, no. the mainstream stuff was there. Correct. I mean, the stuff that most people are Infinity buying Infinity had an Audi on their booth because they yes, didn't have Yes, but the cars. Q50 has been the same for 12 well, years, I, so it's Yeah, I, I wouldn't call Infinity mainstream. I mean, it's they're, not more, at all. they're more prevalent than others, but they're not a mainstream, like, people like, don't, it's not a household name, right? Like, Honda, yeah. Toyota, Ford, Chevy, Dodge. Exactly, like, exactly. Be there. And they were. So. And this also, so coming from a, a tier three automotive background, back in the day, people would go to three, four dealerships 
uh, in a day and cross shop, right? So they'd go to the Honda dealer, they'd go to the Toyota dealer, they'd go to the Nissan dealer, and then they'd test drive and they'd run the numbers and then they'd go home and think about it, right? People don't do that anymore. I think the statistic now is they visit like 1.2 dealers on average. So most people are visiting one dealership and they're walking out with a car. So by the time they've entered that dealership, they've already made up their mind that I'm going to spend my time here. I know it's going to take me a few hours. It's a painful process. Get me in, get me out, and here's my car for the next three years. So to Orlando's point, using the auto show as a shopping tool and you don't have the pressure of salespeople and you know the dealership experience, I think it still has its place. But obviously for people like us, it's kind of disappointing. Correct. Because you want to see everything that it's high end and all that. And that's not who they are catering for. So true. I, which is why maybe, I mean, having dealers it, for us, it's kind of a bummer, but maybe for those people are, are not necessarily a, an issue. Although I, I don't know if the, if the cars were accessible for when it, when it was like the dealers exhibits or I don't recall. Can you get inside a car if it was a, local dealer that was showing the yeah. car? Uh, it, it depended on the on the display. Um, but on average, yeah, I think you could. Okay. But, so, you know, yeah. it obviously depends. And if it's a higher-end car that's, you know, $100,000, they probably had it locked. Mm -hmm. um, but the more, like, common models that people would be shopping for daily, yeah, they were open. I see. By the way, uh, I'm looking at the yoke here. Oh, right. Yeah, you can tell. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So, all right, so... Coming to the end of our list here, a um, couple of like little miscellaneous topics. Uh, I know the 40th anniversary GTI was announced. Um, Orlando, I know you. That's that's probably something that you're a little more familiar with uh, than myself. A um, couple new colors, new wheels, that sort of thing, right? Yeah, it basically, it's a people are calling it like a live version of the 45th anniversary car from Europe because it has the wheels, it has like graphics and shit. Um, Bottom line is, I think every time Volkswagen announces a special edition, people are like expecting a lot. And by this, this late in the game, I mean, maybe I'm too close to the sources, but if you know what I mean, but um, <clears throat> um, I think people are expecting too much out of a special edition when the reality is that they're not going to change a car fundamentally just to create a one model year version of a limited car you know mm -hmm. so seeing like new colors and and new wheels and and well options like like the dcc on a base trim to me that's enough like it, it it doesn't have to be like 20 more horsepower or like different interior well that that could technically happen because it's a it's a it's a parts bin uh vehicle um, i was just gonna say that yeah correct but but like a lot of people are getting disappointed, and in my opinion, it's it's more of a, I don't know, I, I wouldn't say ignorance, because, again, I, I do have certain sources that can explain me why things are one way or the other, so maybe I have a different perspective of why the car is the way it is, but at the same time, it, it's, you know, it's it, to me, it's, it's it's enough. I wouldn't say it's super awesome like i'm gonna run and like put my name my name on a deposit and all that but to me it's enough to create to keep the momentum going and like not make the brand boring or the model itself and it's pretty early for us because it's a a 
two year um, lifespan for us in in the United States, and we're already having a special edition. So mm-hmm. I think it's a positive overall. Could, could they have done more? I maybe, but at, at the same time, it's it's. It, I I think it's it's not as bad as the people are are making it, it to be, and and I'm looking forward to see it to be honest. And, and right. Tornado red one manual with hmm, it's it's interesting. Although I, I would say this is the type of car that I'm I'm just waiting for the facelift if it happens because there's certain things that we know it's not they're not great like the infotainment yeah. and such. Well, it's interesting. So, Did you see the? Uh, it was one of the heads of Volkswagen. I forget exactly who it was, but on LinkedIn they openly admitted that they uh, were going to be reverting back to physical buttons on the steering wheel and in the interior for the AC. Like they said, we're going to give people what they want. We heard, mm-hmm. we heard what the enthusiasts were saying. Yeah, so yeah. maybe they're we'll admitting that, that yeah. they tried and they sort of failed in, well, in certain aspects. The, so. the, the part that I always found funny though, is that we saw this same thing with Honda on the Civic. They took away all the physical controls for like volume, for all that sort of stuff. People complained and they put it back in. So, these lessons have been learned before. I just don't understand why they didn't look to other, you know, cases and because say, I, "Hey, like it didn't work there." Yeah, but I, you have to think that they're trying a different approach of the same concept. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's like round number two. Maybe Honda didn't do it right the first time, and we figure out the way to like find the sweet spot. But the problem is, it was a it was a change that it was already not accepted, and then on top of that, you put some software issues that just make things even worse then you you're already putting your mind on 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 the fact that everything that you see in front of you that it's a, a an interface it sucks so it's it's like the global image that you have of what you have in front of you and you already have a concept that it's already known to fail and you try it again but then you complement it with something that it's not great then <laughs> right. you're setting yourself for failure basically right my main question, though, why don't they just bring the club sport here? Make that the anniversary. Make that the special edition. I know it'll probably cannibalize Golf R, but I think that because would be... Of, uh, can, uh, what's it called? California. It, it, oh, the, it, the emissions? It, yeah, because right now uh, Volkswagen and many other manufacturers are are dependent on what's legal in California. And but, like that, that, that's the bottleneck. So if you're going to make one version of a car... And it has to be in a, it's compliant with all fifty states. Then you have to go by the worst case scenario, which is but that hold market. on. But l- l- I mean, obviously, I'm I'm definitely more ignorant on the subject than than the experts for sure. But if the Golf R is legal in all fifty states, and the Club Sport is effectively a front wheel drive Golf R, it's not that simple. Well, but but you have to federalize too. So it's it's, it's a, a return investment it's 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 not a it's the business case also it's it's not you can make it work it's just that you can make it work with more money on top of what you already have so also it's like like adding another model to your lineup basically it's not it's not that would literally be like a forty two thousand dollar gti yeah the the, the autobahn the autobahn already kind of (laughs) is no 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 but but seriously okay uh, that that will be a uh, and this is true it will be a technically for 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 you know financial purposes. It will be a third model that they have to federalize. It's mm-hmm. not another trim. They have to federalize the car again. Of exactly. Course, yeah. So yeah. you have three GTIs, well, three Golfs instead of two. 
Yeah. That if you, if you put it in like simple terms, that's that's where they are with that For type of uh, a potentially market. limited car. Mm -hmm. That's uh, like when you see federalization happen for like Oracons or like rare, like limited cars of 400 grand. Okay. But if it's a limited car that's 45 grand, you're not going to make the money back. And keep True. in mind, like uh, you're just not. <laughs> keep in mind, golfers and, and golfs in general, like the sporty versions, I think we are like the fourth biggest market. So it's not like we don't have leverage to try that kind of stuff. But at the same time, Volkswagen of America, it's a different entity from Volkswagen Germany. Mm -hmm. And even uh, the R division, it's a separate entity from Volkswagen um, Germany. Right. So it, it becomes even more complex because you're asking for permission from your dad, but then your dad has to ask for permission from your from your grandpa. It's mm -hmm. it's a pretty stupid system. I mean, not system, but it's it's a concept it's, that it's it's corporate there, hierarchy. Yeah, there's That's politics, it. there's all that sort of stuff for sure. Mm -hmm. And it's and so, it's of course it's the the engineers, the enthusiasts versus the accountants and the pestle pushers. And I mm -hmm. I know I know, but one can dream. One can dream. Of course. And, and, and we're more likely to, to get a GTF club store with the same powertrain. And, and as, to add, as what? Like, like I don't know what you would call it, but like, the club store has a different suspension, though. I mean, yeah, it's more it's more track focused. Yeah, like, you're more likely to get that. Oh, that so just suspension to, upgrade, you're saying? Yeah. Like a track pack to, or whatever? Yeah, that's easier to federalize than the, than the different engine and seats. Right. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. yeah. And wow. and to close the, the the topic, one thing that I didn't know, and, and it's very interesting, let's say like the Autobahn version of the GTI, the wheels themselves are from the R division. So Volkswagen of North America has to request a permission from the R division in, in Germany to actually be able to use that specific wheel on a GTI in North America. So just because Germany uses it doesn't mean we can't get it here. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's complicated. complicated. It should be. <laughs> yeah. So well, those wheels are actually our, our, not our line, but like um, from the R division. So it's right. not a Volkswagen AG per se product. Right. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. It's, it's well, like the saying two people locked in the room can get more done than 100. <laughs> Correct. Same thing. So in, in closing that topic, um, maybe, maybe, just maybe, we have a, a special connection to somebody at Volkswagen who might want to stop by the podcast one day. Um, I won't name drop, but mm -hmm. I think I think plenty of people who tune in might know. So that'd be kind of cool to organi organize one day. So let's that try to plan that one day. That'd yeah, be I agree. We need more listeners and subscribers for that. <laughs> we do. We do. So seriously, um, as we start wrapping this up here, I know we're approaching the hour. Um Share this with some friends, right? So if you guys are enjoying it, if you heard something that you liked, share it with some friends, let them know it's a cool podcast or tell them, hey, this thing is shit, but listen to it anyway. Um, seriously, let us know and then Make comment. Make fun of us. We don't care. Yeah. Just at least comment. <laughs> comment, like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Uh, all the cliche Instagram, YouTube creator stuff. Um, but it does help. And we really do like hearing who's listening, uh, what they enjoyed you know, hearing uh, us chat about and then any future ideas if you guys wanted us to touch on something go deeper into something if you had questions for us and it doesn't even have to be about the cars it could be our lines of work it could be anything um interact with us because that's what this whole thing's about so um 
I think I've covered all the topics that I wanted to. Did you guys have anything else to add before uh, we we wrap it up today? Nope, I'm good. Stay tuned for my next update on my ordeal. Yeah, tune in next time. Completely (laughs) self-inflicted. We got Wise Fab, E92 steering rack, manual swap. We got all the stuff. (laughs) Jose, just leave it with Kevin. Give him like a blank check and you'll get the car back really soon. It'll be happy. Dude, I'll get you a whole HGK kit. (laughs) (laughs) You'll be fine, dude. (laughs) All right, guys. With that in mind, uh, this has been anything going on tonight. We are Six Driven. Find us at Six Driven uh, on Instagram and all the other socials. Uh, be sure to give us the review on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those good good places. And uh, until next time, peace out. See you. See you. Adios. Adios.